Welcome to Kudos Kirby, a comic's journey into Jack Kirby's lesser-known works. I'm Angus, and will be your guide through the monthly expedition to uncover those hidden gems from the King of Comics' over 20,000 comic book pages. We hope you enjoy this latest adventure in the journey. Motherbot, please camouflage all extraterrestrial energy signatures and scan the planet and advise. What we seek is on world. Let us... Here they are again, the young strangers from that place beyond the blue they call Supertown. Although their background is shrouded in mystery, they are already embattled on Earth against emerging forces of awesome and terrifying nature. And are we in this too? We may be friend or foe of the forever people, bystanders or participants in a ominous and perhaps final super war. Written, drawn, and edited by Jack Kirby, inked by Coletta. And thus begins Forever People, Volume 1, Issue Number 2, from May 1971. Our executive editor is Carmen Anfantino. Our cover artist is Jack Kirby. Our writer is Jack Kirby. Penciler, Jack Kirby. Inker, Fitz Coletta. Letterer, John Costanza. And editor, Jack Kirby. In the Super War, we open up with our Forever People having gone into downtown metropolis they are on their vehicle they've stopped in the middle of the street and they are creating a traffic jam where they're asked by a cop to please move they are misinterpreted as hippies those young people from the 60s and the culture clash ensues between folks needing to get to work that that day and of course the forever people talking with the officer in the street as he's holding him jokes over kids now find a parking lot for whatever that thing is motorized hippies how about that so after a brief exchange with the locals the forever people hop back on their groovy cycle and decide to phase out and they leave the scene meanwhile we cut away to a scene where we are introduced to a new being but at that very moment, below the city's surface, an event even more bizarre and ominous begins with a scream of awesome terror. Out of your power pod, Mantis. Did you think to hide from Darkseid? Don't rose me. It is not time my body will lose its precious gain of voltage. Don't whine. You're in our master's presence. Darkseid, hear me. Help me. Am I not one with you? 
and all you live on apocalypse. Answer me. Answer me. You are a creature of great power, Mentis, but your biology ever betrays you. That is why I rule apocalypse. Darkseid never rests. His shadow falls everywhere. And we're introduced to this brand new villain named Mantis, who Darkseid has deployed here on Earth to essentially wreak havoc. And what he's trying to do is soften up Metropolis so he can then ultimately take Metropolis over and eventually all of Earth. Meanwhile, we flash over and phase in rather. Meanwhile, in a district of the city where abandoned buildings wait for the coming of urban renewal, contact completed, we're phasing in. And we have the forever people landing into a slum area of the city, the metropolis. There, they befriend a young boy and his father. And the forever people are in need of a place to stay. After Beautiful Dreamer, connects with the mind of the older gentleman. She convinces him that they're coming in peace and actually changes his perception of them. She's quite powerful. She says, yes, kind of images Uncle Willie knows and likes. And from there, we have our forever people transformed into what could be perceived as all American images. So you have a cowboy, a woman who looks like she's out of a Western in like a prairie dress, another gentleman who looks like he is a detective or a reporter, another who looks like a uh, college uh, co-ed uh, dressed up in a letterman sweater. So once he sees the forever people in the images that he would like to see young people in. He then invites them uh, to try to find an apartment in what remains of the building that they're living in. This is a pretty downtrodden area. So the forever people go about scrounging, rummaging, finding old pieces of furniture to create an apartment with. Then we break down to the underground to this pod where Mantis is fully charged up and he decides to begin his reign of terror in the metropolis. Then we see in a beautiful act of sequential art some really cool interactions between the forever people and this young man. And he is given one of these silver bullets out of the hat here of one of our forever people. And they look like shiny silver bullets. Where did you get them? Our point of origin, Supertown, a uh, part of New Genesis. These are sensitizers, probes, receivers, and such. We call them cosmic cartridges. They're sensitive to the universe, to its largest and smallest limits. Here, hold one. And we see that the kid here takes the little cartridge and he is holding it in his hand. Um, it feels warm, like it was alive, like it was me. And when he gathers that cartridge in from Seraphim, 
he then is teleported into a new realm of consciousness. I I see everything, and everything moves and makes a kind of beautiful noise. Harmony is the word, Donnie. You're listening to all there is. That's pretty overwhelming. And it's actually how Seraphin is actually able to get a, an image of broadcast to show up on an old busted TV set. And that's where they hear of Mantis, of Apocalypse, having headed into downtown Metropolis and him busting up buildings, starting fires, just exuding large amounts of energy and wreaking havoc. So Seraphin goes and informs the rest of the forever people that, hey, we've got something going on in downtown Metropolis. Mantis has shown up and he's wreaking havoc. They're having a meal there with Donnie's uh, father and they immediately then get up and head downtown. But they quickly realize that they're going to have to summon a larger being to do battle here with Mantis. They individually can't deal with Mantis, but if they combine their powers and form Infinity Man, they can. So there's an awesome, indescribable crash of cosmic thunder as they all grasp the mother box and transform. Then those who summon the Infinity Man summon justice, and Infinity Man then goes racing off into downtown Metropolis. Meanwhile, we open up to a bunch of gunfire happening from the local police and SWAT teams, and it's pretty ineffectual against the Mantis until Infinity Man shows up. The Infinity Man is your batch, Mantis, and Infinity Man proceeds to lay a whooping onto Mantis, and Mantis and the Infinity Man go cascading all throughout the city blocks there. There's quite a bit of collateral damage, and Mantis tries to freeze up Infinity Man at one point and neutralize him. You have another panel where Darkseid and Desaad are talking and trying to assess the situation as far as how effective Mantis has been and when should they then begin to go in and insert their will and take over Metropolis. And finally, Infinity Man, through cleverness, in the weird light cast by the spreading holocaust, the city seems to hold its breath in terrified suspense, but there is one who prepares to act. Mantis has entombed me in an indestructible prison of natural force, but I call upon powers gained in distant regions where natural laws do not apply. I've now marshaled sufficient strength to use them. I can manipulate the atoms of this frigid block, restructure it so I am freed. And that's exactly what Infinity Man does. And now, Mantis, your victory is far from one. And Infinity Man takes action and is able to subdue Mantis, and then ultimately drain him of his power, have him expend all of his power, where he is completely depleted. Once that happens, and Mantis has been neutralized, Infinity Man, those who summoned the Infinity Man, must now replace him, and all of the Forever People transform back into themselves. Wow, he's gone, and we've come back, but we're one, and so shared his experience, and there's a wonderful picture of all of the forever people there, along with the mother box, really exhausted, having all transformed into Infinity Man. And then we are left at the very end with Mantis crawling back to that pod to recharge, and Dasan and Darkseid having a conversation. From the shadows of the deep crypt, a figure 
brooding menace detaches itself. Mantis fights hard and fails hard. He cannot learn to plan. But Darkseid waits like silent stone, waits and plans to flush his prize from its cover to sod. And if you would wrest the secret from him, give him to me. And it's also revealed here that Mantis wants only the ego of the Conqueror, but it's Darkseid the universe must truly feel. You must truly fear. He wants the ultimate power. And it is here on Earth, in the mind of someone nameless, the ability to solve and put into action the anti-life equation. And that is revealed as being what Darkseid's ultimate goal is here. And that is the anti-life equation. Don't wait for the next issue for the Ferrero people. Get it from the printer if you can for an absolutely spine-tingling, spider-crawling, new concept and menace. Read Life versus Anti-Life. Kudos, Kirby.